I'm going to keep my eye on the ball and watch what's going on and be able to not only bring it into my clients' events, but I hope to bring it to the world with the hot list and my postings and just new ideas that I get out there. Welcome to No More Bad Events, a fun and insightful podcast for professional event organizers and for anyone at any level interested in producing nothing but the best events. Each week, we'll talk with legendary event professionals to get an inside look into what they think makes a great event. And in the process, we'll draw out insider secrets, non-traditional approaches, and compelling stories from the most captivating personalities in the business. No More Bad Events is produced and presented by eSpeakers, the most trusted online platform for the best keynote speakers in the world. And I'm your host, Scott Bloom, comedian, event MC, and now your podcast host. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Thanks for dropping by. I am so excited to talk about today's guest. For the second time since our podcast launched, we've got the GOAT on today's show. My original interview with him was one of the most downloaded episodes. He also had one of the highest listener ratings, and he has a lot more to tell. So it made sense to have him back. He's no doubt one of the most personable, passionate event industry professionals I know. So get ready to learn, to laugh, and to lose yourself in the stories told by the incomparable legend and my good friend, Michael Cerbelli, the indubitable maestro of the events industry and founder of Cerbelli Creative and The Hot List. We start our conversation in his vintage 1894 New York City firehouse, Cerbelli's corporate headquarters, which happens to double as an intimate event venue with, as Michael puts it, a heartbeat to it. And then we go from there to heartfelt stories about Michael's marriage, strategic work relationships, work-life balance, and about stepping down as CEO to become creative director. Surprised? I was. But as Michael tells it, it all makes sense. After 40 years at the helm, he's ready to let go and let his sensational team of employees run the show so that he can better manage his time, fully embrace his creative side, and find the next generation of great ideas, all which honors both his professional ambitions and his cherished family life. Plus, get this, we unpack 21 years of the famed hot list and how it has become an essential cutting-edge resource for event professionals. Actually, after a two-year hiatus, the hot list will soon return and burn brighter than ever at the Cater Source and the Special Event Conference in Austin this month. It promises to be awesome. You need to stay tuned to this episode. It really is filled with heart, transformation, and the kind of industry expertise that only my special friend, Michael Cerbelli, can provide. He's on fire with stories and ideas that work to ensure no more bad events. I was in New York a couple of months ago. I was hoping to meet up with you, but I instead got to meet with a lot of your staff. I got the tour of 24030. What a remarkable space. Well, first of all, let me give it context. You own, there's only two now in New York City, two of the historic firehouses. Is that right? That is correct. Myself and Larry Green from Boston, Massachusetts of Peak Party Rentals. And Larry's a dear friend. And actually, we even say firehouse too, but it was actually a fire patrol, Scott. There were four of these fire patrols in New York City. 
and they went all the way uptown. This was fire patrol number one. Fire patrol number two is on West Third Street and fire patrol three and four are gone now. But these were privately owned fire patrols that put out fires in the late 1800s to the early 1900s before the New York City Fire Department. And there was a horse and carriage in the back. And we are fire patrol number one and fire patrol number two is Anderson Cooper's phone. Yeah, I know that that's a great part of the story as well. So you're in the space right now. So to give some people some context this is around a three or four story building, correct? It's a four story building with a basement, with a roof and a whole courtyard in the back and a carriage house, which is phenomenal. That's where they used to keep the horses. Right. And so you decided to not only have your office space there and run Sir Belly Creative out of that, but you transform this bottom space in this incredible hospitality suite. Now, hopefully we'll get mm-hmm. some video and people can see what it looks like because I got a tour of it and every detail has been thought out, which is true Sir Belly style. Why did you decide to create this hospitality space? You know, it's going back to my Brooklyn days again. It was a cousin of ours that owned the catering hall in New York and, and actually Brooklyn. It was called the La Mer. And I always wanted to be just like Frankie and Joey Pernice and have that catering hall one day because I just loved it. I guess that's what got me into events and my creativity and stuff like that. But over the years, I always wanted that place. But production and entertainment and design and decor took me in that direction. But we were challenged because where we're located in New York City, Scott, is on 30th Street between 7th and 8th Avenues. And where the new Hudson Yards is right now, where our old office was, just two and a half blocks away. And we knew this construction was going on and they were saying, listen, things are going to change here. You're going to be in the middle of a lot of construction. When we're done with the construction, rents are going to go sky high and you've got to make a decision. So in February of 2020, we signed the lease for this place because I fell in love with it instantaneously. And in that summer before that, 2019, is when we started looking. And I came upon this place and I fell in love with it and I visualized it as an event space, a shared workspace for industry professionals and our offices. So February, 2020, we signed it, we're gung-ho. And what happens March, 2020? (laughs) Breaks are on. Boom, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, boom. But during that time, which I think is what kept us going. We designed this place. We had industry professionals that had no place to work, lost their offices, needed to meet, needed to come together. So by June of 2020, this place became an industry hub where people could meet and just, guys, you need a space to sit down. You need to still talk to your clients. You still need to feel like you're alive, come here. So. What came as something I always dreamt about, owning my own space one day, has now become a shared industry space where, like you that day, you were in here, I wasn't here, but there you are sliding down the fire pole on yes, the fourth I, floor, walking around. Isn't that, you know what I mean? It's just, right. it's it's fun and, and it's got a heartbeat to it. This is actually an intimate space, perfect for maybe up to 80 people, but I'm just happy because... It's so well known in the city right now. And so many people knock on the door. It's like that old, you remember laughing? Someone would knock on the door, you open the door and not know who was behind the door. Or when Batman was going up the side of the building and who opened up the window and popped their head, there's always someone new behind the door. And I'm really excited about that. 
So let's talk about a little bit more about the space. What makes it unique and how does it cater to, you know, we're having evolving needs and expectations that event planners and clients seem to have these days. What are people looking for in an event space like 24030? This place gives you a feel that you're walking into not only an 1894 firehouse that's been modernized, but it feels like your own private townhouse. And I guess that's why Anderson Cooper took that as his house, because that's the feel of this place. It's intimate. It's close. So once you walk in here, you feel like you own the place. This is ours. There's no transient traffic here. You get to say, can we move the couches here? Can we do this? I don't have to bring in plates. I don't have to bring in a caterer. They're going to turnkey this for me and still personalize it for that event. So the corporate event to the social event that we've done here, we even did an engagement here that surprised somebody. They walked out in the courtyard and he was waiting out there for her with a ring and the Mm -hmm. family was up on the third floor. It's these intimate experiences that make it very, very different than any other place because you feel like it's theirs. Industry leaders have done their own events here. Joanne Roth Oseri had a a great dinner here one night on the Sabbath, on a Friday night, because it was the holidays. And she said, Michael, I don't want to do this at someone's house. I want to do it there. And they felt like they were home. So there is an intimate experience here. There's a corporate experience that you can make it a meeting and still feel like, wow, I'm just hanging out in someone's house. And that's what I wanted to put the love into it. And then my dream, my creative side is as a kid going to Brooklyn Museum of Art for God knows how many years as a teenager, I always wanted to have that art gallery. So being in Chelsea, being in a unique place, there's art here all the time. There's life to it. There's color to it. And I want people to feel like they're home. I guess that's my Italian side. And there's a kitchen, right? What I'm looking at right now is a kitchen on the other side. And when people come here, where are they hanging out? They're hanging out in the kitchen. Making some food for everyone. Drinking and having a good time. Yes. I think it's just that background of me being family, love, food, culture, entertainment. Enjoy yourself. And it's just such a beautiful space. I mean, people who know you, Michael, know that you're all about style. And that's what I think, you know, you have that combination of intimacy and then this beautiful style. I mean, I just loved, you know, being in there. So, Michael, you've had, I think in 2019, you've garnered a lot of different awards and accolades over the year. In 2019, you were inducted into the Event Industry Hall of Fame by BizMash. This past year, congratulations, I think it was 2023, you were honored with the Special Events Gala Lifetime Achievement Award. Was that this past year? That is correct, this past year. That was that was a very emotional moment for me, I have to tell you that. Yeah. Here, that, well, tell, that tell me about it. Tell me about th- that experience. It was December of 2022. And I will tell you, the COVID extravaganza that it was really put me into a position where building this building surviving during COVID. We did 300 events during that time, Scott, 300 virtual events. You were part of some of them. Taking this to the level, keeping the business alive, helping industry people, being out there as a spokesperson, I think it really weighed on me. And my wife, who I love, and we, you know, we were talking then, today's my 11th anniversary of our first date, first date we ever met, 12-12-12. And that September, she said, babe, I love you with all my heart but you got to come home now. You can't do the 16 to 18 hour days. And it was weighing on our relationship in such a way that it was a lot that I felt like the industry was on my shoulders and I had to survive. And we came out of one of our best, I'm not one, the best year of our career of 2022. And that was keeping it busy. And she said to me, it's time to come home. And I knew what that meant. It was like, 
I want a life with you. I don't want to just see you in the morning and a little bit in the evening. And we weren't going on our dates like we used to. So that December of 2022, the phone rang after just spending some real quality time with Denise that night. And I had to run out to do something. And Melissa Fermento from Informer Magazine called me, the special event magazine, Cater Source. And she says, I've been trying to get in touch with you. And I've been blowing her off for a couple of days because I've been so busy. <laughs> says, stop, for two seconds. I need you for two seconds. I said, what? She goes, I need to tell you, you're getting the Lifetime Achievement Award in 2023 at the special event show. Scotty, my friend, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to say, the right. tears just started coming out of my face. And the first person I called was Denise. And she goes, if that doesn't put the cherry on the cake right now, then nothing else will. And since that moment, it really just transitioned our entire relationship. I look at that as 12-12-12, December 16th of last year, meant the world to me, getting that phone call, being there. It's almost a date that I'll never forget. And it just really brought my family to a different outlook. Even my team, they even said, wow, what a difference 2023 has been because I've been a different focused person. I said, you know what? I've made it. I'm here. Now let me get back to my industry. So let's talk a little bit about life work balance, which is so tough for event professionals. I mean, you're needed sometimes, as you said, 18 hours a day on site. You're up at five in the morning, going to bed at two, three at night. So what have you learned over this last year now that you have a new perspective? I've learned how to after 46 years, September 10th of 2023 was my 46th year in the industry going into my 47th now. I've really learned how to balance. I've really have trusted my team. I've actually grown the team during this whole 2020 experience to now, and we're even growing it even more, but I've put more trust in the professionals around me, having the directors in place, having the managers in place, sitting more with what we call our newbies, the coordinators, and giving them the advice that they need. Hey, did you notice this? Did you ask that question? The reason why we do this, I feel like I've almost now have reached this level of Grand Poobah, <laughs> that I know what I'm talking about. I feel I'm, I've got the knowledge and every event is different, but where can I pass this knowledge on to? And I made a decision in July of 2023. We had a retreat at my house in Montclair, New Jersey. I had the whole team spend it on breakfast. We're going to do, do a retreat. We're going to get to new levels. We're going to put new positions in place. But I announced to the team in September of 2024, I am stepping down as the CEO president of my own company. I'm becoming creative director. I'm going to put someone new in place so I can balance that work-life balance, be what I really want to truly be, that creative guy, not worry about behind stuff, and put people in place where they could take this company and let me lay back for the next five years before I actually retire, and they could live on and take over the company as themselves, not buy the company, take over the company. I mean, they made me one promise. They'll never take Cervelli Creative off the shingle, but the company's theirs. Run with it. I'll be known as the founder of a partnership in the company, but that's what I've done to make my whole life better. Work-life balance. Working three to four days in the office now, putting in the time like I did before, still putting in long days, but want to be home with my wife eating dinner, want to be home with my kids on the weekends. And that's what I needed to do after all this time. And I just want to give my knowledge back to my industry. Well, you've been, in my opinion, an ambassador to the event industry. People look to you for advice. They look to you for 
new ideas and direction. You mentioned you have now a nice partnership with the people around you. Let's talk a little bit about strategic partners outside of your company. Strategic partnerships can often be game changers for events. From your perspective, how important are these partnerships in today's landscape? I want to applaud you, first of all. I'm applauding you, Scott. Mm-hmm. You used the correct word, strategic partnerships. They're not vendors anymore. The people that you're working with are strategic partners to the success of the event. You know, we were on the phone the other day with Jeffrey and Robin Selden, and I'm going to be at the special event in February with them. And I think we're doing the hot list again this year. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But when we're on that stage, it's how caterers partner with event planners and really do things the right way. If you're working with somebody, Scott, you, you're a great example too. Robin and Jeffrey Selden from Marsha Selden Catering. There's so many, Chris Alashua from Cirque Mechanics. It's being able to put your vendors that are now your strategic partners in front of you and not an arm's length away from the client. They should be able to speak to the client. You should be able to trust them that that conversation is going on, that they're talking, that they're keeping you in the loop. And there's times where that caterer, I'm using Robin and Jeffrey again, need to just focus on not what Michael's thinking about the event. We know what Michael's thinking about the event. We know what the theme is. We got it, that they're just working together on the taste, on the look, on the feel, what food they like. You don't have to manage every micro detail. And having that strategic partner in place that you trust, they'll never take a client from you. They'll never take the phone call or a lead that will come in. I'll use DJ Cristobal, one of my favorite DJs in the world. If she gets a phone call from somebody in an event, that phone is ringing or that email comes in. Hey, Michael, I just got a phone call. They were at the blah, blah, blah event. You want to handle this from here? That's a strategic partnership. We should be working together, making each other great. If Jeffrey brought me in and Robin for an event, I'm going to make them look great. If Cristobal brought me in, I'm going to make them look great. It all works together. We have to partner correctly, not just, I need you to be here at three o'clock in the afternoon, be a great mentalist, entertain everybody giving them the background, knowing when they should be able to speak to the client like you. How do you learn that corporate client, Scott? How do you work with me? And I'm telling you, I can tell you all about ADP. I can tell you all about Heinz and all the things that we've done together over the years and the many, many events. But there are times that you just need to speak to the meeting planner and go, bump, 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 bump. Michael, I got the information I need. I know what you're looking for me to do. This is what we're going to do that day. And we join forces together. That's a strategic partnership. In the past, everyone was very protective of these territorial territorial with all these vendors and partnership. Do you think it has something to do with post-pandemic thinking that we now more than ever need to work together to create these better events? Absolutely. She's going to be very happy that she's going to get a shout out. But we always joke around that we shout out to each other when we're on doing something together. But Jacqueline Bernstein from Empire Force Events is the prime example of this. And the reason why I used her And it's not to give her the shout out, but it's the prime example why there was no business coming into New York City. There was nobody traveling. There was no destination management at that time. We had to help each other. Your friends, our industry peers were going to fail. So we did things to help each other and partner together. So yes, that day of the 80s and 90s and even the early 2000s where don't hand out your business card, don't show your name. Cover your cases, put black tape over it so no one knows the name. Those days are over. There is no world anymore that you can't find out who that person is or what it is. 
So these partnerships had to become strong during COVID because we were helping each other out to survive. And I hope this doesn't sound cocky, but we did 300 virtual events, monster events that I don't know how we survived, but we did and how we were lucky enough to do it. But the people that we brought in from you to Brian Chanham's events, to mentalists, to chefs, local restaurants here in New York coming together to do these events. We all came out of the storm going great. We got work back, but we look at each other very differently. It was a bonding experience that none of us will ever forget. And really, you are absolutely right, Scott. We really had to come together and we respect each other more than ever. We know the work that goes into it. And the true people that understand this industry will never hurt another individual. We watch out for each other. Yeah. And the the funny thing is, this is who you've been since the very beginning. You've always been able to share ideas, Mm -hmm. share new trends. I mean, you mentioned the hot list. You're celebrating your 21st year of production with Michael Cervelli as the hot list. So what what makes the hot list such an exclusive showcase that stands out in the industry? And why do you normally have standing room only at these events? Why is it 21 years later still one of the hottest events that meeting planners want to attend? That means a lot to me. And the tagline this year is he's back because we took two years off. There was no hot list for two years. So this is actually our 23rd anniversary, but we were quiet for two years. But I still think in the world that we live in today, Scott, and so proud that you've been on the list a few times, it's that tangible information. When the hot list started in 2001, it was a moment that People were not sharing their information. That's why I said the early 2000s before. There were people in this industry that were really upset with me. Why are you giving away this information? Why are you sharing this? They're going to take our ideas. So I believe that you cannot give somebody 52 jobs a year. It's impossible. I can't. But if I think you're a great, Scott, I'm hoping when I pick up that phone, they're available for the date that I want you for. And then that other person should have you available for their date. And whatever the case may be, all of us working together, keep our industry alive. So yes, we do live in a Google society now where we could look up anything and things like that. But this philosophy of mine of sharing the wealth, giving back to our industry, finding great talent, or even if I use my entertainment managers here at the office, Kayla and Matthew, you know, they find something that's so unique. Wow, this could be great for event. And we twist it, we mold it, we bring people that are interesting with a talent and bring them into the event industry and then share it. That's what they're looking for. They're not just looking for me to say, hey, this is a great act. Oh, I've seen that act a million times. So they're looking for new, innovative, different ways that they could take tangible information back to their teams. Now we're doing a digital journal that has not only the one hot list in it, a quick look at it, but now we're giving a one page that has photos that you could download, a bio that you could download, a video that you could download, all the contact information. So you could literally take this back, copy, paste, and pull everything out of there, download it, and bring it back to your client. Tangible information that you could put work to next day. So this is on February 15th. And on February 16th, that Friday, you could be at your office selling these acts. And that's how the hot list has become so popular over the years, because they're going home with information. It's not me about the pretty event I produced. It's about what people need to bring back to their teams, creative new ideas that could be used for events. So that's one way to keep on making the hot list valuable resource for event professionals. 
what are some of the other things you're doing so that they come back year after year? Now, you know, we're bringing technology in. We'll talk a little bit about that. You know, they have digital downloads now, which is important yep. to keep. But what are some of the other things that are been changing over these last you know few years with the hot list? You know, AI technology is hot right now. It's amazing, especially with photo opportunities. I was at the Engage Summit this past April. Denise, my wife and I were there and we got to experience some incredible ideas in Tatamina, Sicily. And if you've never been to Tatamina, Scott, go. That's as a, as a matter of fact, that's where I married Denise back in 2015. We married in, in there. So when we heard that the Engage Summit was there, we were really excited to come back. But I'll bring an example up from there. You know, when I get wild about an idea, amazing, amazing woman. Her name is Zuzu Burkhoff, and she's from Germany, and she has a studio called the House of Burkhoff, and her background is marketing and design and things like that. And over the three nights that we were at Engage, everybody was like, did you get your picture taken by Zuzu yet? I was like, no, I'm talking to this person, talking to that person. Who's who of the event industry was there? All these wonderful, from Michelle Rago to Brian Raffinelli and you're talking to everybody in no time. So on the last night, I finally, we got there early and Zuzu's there and she said, I've been waiting for you. I couldn't wait to see you. Everybody told me I had to meet you. I went on an experience on a photo opportunity where it was a white night. We were wearing all white that night. And she took a picture of Denise with the positions that she put in Denise in. And she had a book and she looked up some stuff. I didn't know what she was doing. All right, Denise, I want you to be like this. And I want you to put your hand like this. And not only taking incredible pictures of her, but it was like a photo studio. It was like a modeling shoot. And then she did the same with me. And we just had an incredible conversation. But with this AI technology that she's adding into it in these backgrounds and that the three different themes over the three different nights that were there, and I'm sorry I missed the first two nights, made this collage of all hundred plus people of us that were at the Engage Summit into this collage of the three themes and the position I was in, I was looked like I was sitting on the moon. I didn't know that though, why she was putting me, but right. she had it all planned out. She designed it. And it blew me away in such a way we have brought her back to the United States. I think this is a fourth trip this year since I, because I got so excited about it myself. Not only is this a fourth trip coming up this weekend, I have to leave to do an incredible event at Nemecolon outside Pittsburgh, but she was just at Nemecolon eight days ago. They were wowed so much by her. She went home to Germany and she's flying back tomorrow night to be with us this weekend. But that's the technologies that's out there that it's blowing me away. All these different scenes, all these different things. So the new way of presenting and designing. Yes, there's everybody can tell you about this and that about AI, but seeing it in the event industry with designs and backgrounds and wows. I think it's an incredible tool for our event industry. But Zuzu Burkhoff, House of Burkhoff, one of my favorite ideas. I can't wait for people to meet her. She will be with us in Austin, Texas, February 15th. Yeah, I was going to ask if she was going to be there. So let's talk about some other new ideas that were either using technology, AI, or just some new trends that are new performers that you're going to showcase in Austin. Any come to mind? Some of my favorites right now are just people that are constantly reinventing. And again, there's some alumni to the hot list that 
there are so many people that want to come back on. And I said, is there a new idea? Well, no, it's just, I would love to get back on. Is there a new idea? And there's a couple of people that I love with new ideas. I mentioned his name before, Chris Lashor of Cirque Mechanics and always innovative and something came up and he just created them and we wanted to do something with him and it didn't work out, but he wound up doing it anyway for somebody else. And it was great because we took an idea, but now it's part of the event industry is something called tall walkers, T-A-L walkers, tall walkers. And it's basically a person standing there with this giant puppet. Almost like a puppet to your yeah, with feet. sticks and stuff. Yeah, I've seen that. No, but that's what you would think almost like a Lion King sort right. of way. It's not just sticks. It's really movement and wheels and gears and things like that that take it to a different level than you've seen it before. If Chris is six feet high, I think this thing is 15 feet high. And he's actually has a human nutcracker that he's this big, but the nutcracker's got the legs and the arms and the mouth that opens up. I've never seen anything like it. Yes, you're thinking about the sticks that I'm just moving a puppet. It's beyond that. It's amazing. But not only that, he's done it with football players or he's designing now with football players and different sports figures and looks. And I don't want to say anything with a copywriter, but he could create Iron Man. He could create anything like this that you've never seen before. Imagine 15 feet high and this this person that's alive at the bottom but it's more than just a puppet. It blows me away. And then the simplest thing, the simplest thing that's on the hot list this year, that the lines, the lines are nuts. I tell people, you're going to want four or five of these men and women at the event because the lines are nuts. It's artistic talent group out of Orlando, Florida, Keelan and Barbie, who just amazing people. I think they just celebrated their 25th anniversary. I saw online the other day and I love them both, but talk about creative people. They do so much work with Disney and have shops at Disney where they have artists and do, you know, the characters and stuff like that. But they have something called right now called cork tunes, C-O-R-K, cork tunes, like a wine cork. And it's a little glass jar and they're drawing on the cork that could be branded on one side, your caricature that people go absolutely bananas for and it's just as simple as your character being drawn on this cork but about this big and you put it on your shelf you put it on your desk and every event that we use them for boom, boom. did you get your cork did you get your cork tune it's the simple stuff like that that the great companies out there are constantly coming up with new innovative ideas so it doesn't have to be the zuzu burkhoff flyer from germany we know what that's going to cost it's going to be expensive but it could be as simple as something out of Las Vegas with Chris Sirk. It could be as simple as Barbie and Keelan from Orlando. There's all these different levels. And that's what's important to the hot list too, Scott. It's not just saying everything's expensive. This is the big idea. They need the small ideas too that trigger new ideas. That's amazing. And I think what you're talking about is taking things that we've looked at or experienced every day and then finding, an, you know, once again, an innovative way to reimagine it or to reinvent it. I'd love to hear about some other ideas like that, where it was, you started saying about these big lines. And I was just thinking, oh, you know, there's always lines to get into a conference and registration. I think, you know, that's been reinvented and reimagined. Is there anything else that comes to mind that was, you know, we used to do it this way. And that's what I'm loving about showing at the hot list is, hey, here's a brand new way of doing it. You know, it's funny, you and I had none of this talked about. We were, we didn't share any of this information, but registration is a big deal right now. You know, everybody, the bands and things like that, the name tags. And there's a company called Bizaboo, and they do a whole registration platform where they have your lanyard is literally just touch 
and you have the information from the other person. About time, Sharing right? information that About way. time. Exactly. Exactly. It's not the business card anymore. You know, listen, my phone's right here on the table in front of me. But, you know, you could I think, you know, you could touch your iPhone now with somebody else's iPhone and get that information. It's the same thing. They're just touching these tags and literally everything that's there gets downloaded to you. And, you know, everybody you met. And I think that's just another way just to take registration process easier. You're talking, you're looking. And it's a great way if you forgot that person's name. to Hey, let's touch tags and <laughs> you get to see their name in an easier way. So, you know, it's so much with technology out there that it's starting to make our lives easier. Those are amazing things that are helping our industry. You know, the big thing now is creating immersive experiences. Do you have anything that you'll be showcasing the hot list that can help people visualize or break that fourth wall and bring the experience out to the audience? Is that something that you'll even do during your hot list? Have you been thinking, hey, how can we bring this more into the audience? You know, it's a great question. And I want to say this because I respect them so much. No, listen, Informer has this show and there's budgets and things like that. And what we've discussed with them over the past two years that we haven't done the hot list is we never want to be in competition with them. We're kind of a staple at the TSC show and we're helping caterers and things out. But where to break that wall, the technology that we want to do and things like that, we're going to be doing some of these hot lists in pop-up cities across the country. There is going to be a new way to see the hot list in such a way that I can't get into all of it right now, Scott. But yes, exactly what you're saying, a more immersive experience with it, that we want it to be a different level of technology, staging, lighting, sound, visual. But again, we're doing a conference and TSC puts a lot of money into this. And I'm so thankful for what they do for us and the platform that they give us. But I think I'm going to have to take that in a level where we're really producing this and selling a different kind of ticket to be able to have people experience it. But I think once we do it and the word gets out there, they're going to be like, I've never seen anything like this before. So it is coming. I promise you. And the hot list this year in Austin, will there be a virtual or hybrid component to it? Do you have to attend or is TSE going to be? They do it afterwards that you'll be able to see it in a different way. But I always say this, the hot list is very different seeing it on video than than live. It's an amazing experience to see it live. I've been talking to a lot of people on this podcast. And the one thing I keep on hearing over and over again is we need to bring people together. You know, more now than ever, we need to spend time with each other and experience each other and experience things live. So looking ahead, what are your predictions for the future of the event industry, particularly in terms of incorporating technology and creating exceptional experiences for IRL events? When I mentioned you before, one of the great reasons why I want to step down as CEO, president of my own company is because I want to get back on that creative side. I think there's so many new, incredible ideas that I need to focus on. I need to take and let that person that's going to come in as the next president or managing director or whatever we have that, that we're going to tweak here and run those behind the scenes of a great company, a successful company. I need to be out there and truly learning what's new, what's hot, what can be twisted, what could be looked at and how we bring it into the event industry. So we're going to see what you even said before, that way of bringing what's around us 
into events so they could experience it live. You know, these immersive experiences, if you think about the Van Gogh exhibit with coming alive with art and things like that, or digital platforms that you're getting served your dinner and it's being projected onto the plates and your plate comes alive. And then all of a sudden a waiter drops that plate and your food is on there, which was just an image on your table. All that end of it, these TikTok, Instagram moments, and it's really important. And people will say, uh, everybody's just on their phones during the event. Listen, if they're posting about you and posting about the event, bravo. It's fantastic for the event industry. They should be posting about it. And your vendors should be posting as a shared experience, not saying, hey, look at the pretty event I did. No, no, no. That was the pretty event Cervelli did. You happen to be part of that team. You want to share that experience together? Remember about sharing the experience together. But there's so much new and the world is going so fast that you got to look. If your eye is not on the ball right now and watch what's going on around you or even hear something in the background, you know what it? Look at it. It's the theme. It's the hot theme again. And I was so happy that we got to produce it even before the announcement of the movie, the Wonka theme. How are you making Wonka come alive? You know, it, it doesn't have to just be the purple event anymore and things like that. How can you bring technology into these events? How can you make the conveyor belts and the gears and all this room come alive? And, you know, I'm glad there's a new Wonka movie coming out, but that's what you should be prepared for. You know, 2020 was the Roaring Twenties theme and that's gone now and things like that. We got buried with that with COVID, but there's so many, many wonderful things that are happening around us as a creative director, which I'm going to become, I'm going to keep my eye on the ball and watch what's going on and be able to not only bring it into my clients' events, but I hope to bring it to the world with the hot list and my postings and just new ideas that I get out there. And even taking an incredible performer like you, Scott, and I'm not just saying that because we're on a podcast together, but you are, you know how I always felt about you over the years. And I know what I would always say to a client. I was like, once you meet Scott, he's just so easygoing and straight. Above. He's got a nice smile on his face. But when he hits that stage, people I see are belly laughing and making that come alive. How do we take someone like you and even bring more life behind you with screens and video and technology and make this even a bigger experience than it is? So I think it's the way to help almost everybody from the entertainers to the performers, to the different creative items that we have, like a cork tunes. How do we bring them into a new surrounding? How do we give them a new experience? That's what we should all be looking for. So I know what I have to do as a creative person, keep my eye on the ball right now and bring this to our industry with new creative tech ideas and fun virtual ideas as well. Michael, I'm so excited for you. This is going to be a great part of your life now that you have perspective and you've gotten to where you want to be. And now it's all about creativity. It's about innovation. It's about enjoying life, not only in your work life, but also in your home life. Always great to see you. I'm coming back to New York sometime soon, and we will hang out together, whether it's in your beautiful workspace, your beautiful event venue, or maybe we'll go out off campus and we'll go actually have dinner. And love to hang out with you and Denise, too, if Denise wants to come in. 100%, brother. Yeah, I would love that. And those are the things that, that are most important to us. That's the strategic partnerships that we started this conversation with, that we're ending with it. Not only are you a great strategic partner, but you're a dear friend. And how did we meet through a wonderful industry called the event industry? So I'm honored to know you, my friend. All right. Well, thanks for doing this, Michael. Thank you, Scott. Bye, everybody. That's it for now. Thanks once again to eSpeakers, the number one way to find your next perfect speaker. 
With the deepest catalog of professionals available, you can be assured that the speaker you book will be the absolute best speaker based on your goals, bar none. I've been your host, Scott Bloom, corporate event MC and comedic keynote speaker. And of course, your connoisseur of connections. Oh, by the way, and if you're interested, you can book me for your next event on eSpeakers Marketplace at eSpeakers.com forward slash marketplace. And if you like what you heard, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you loved what you heard, drop us a review and don't forget to share with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. Now go out and make your event a great one.